Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to a super fan named Manu from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Manu shared some awesome ideas for some future stories, and I can't wait for us to finish those and share them with everyone. Thanks so much for your ideas, Manu, and thanks for listening. Also, I want to say thank you to everyone who's visited the Patreon page. I'll be regularly posting extra content there, and you can find a link and more info on the website at kidsstoriespodcast.com. Now, last time on Kingdom Defenders Part 7, we found all of our heroes back at the Wayward Island Castle. They were preparing for a huge battle against a massive gloop army that was marching right for them. Joseph had put himself in charge of the kids from the town of Podunk. The kids were all armed with cool new water blasters. Eleanor, Veronica, and Selina were just about to get started on a plan to lock down the rear of the castle from the gloop attack. So, let's rejoin our heroes as they start the fight of their lives. Down this way, yelled Eleanor to Selina and Veronica. The three ran down to the beach behind the castle. Eleanor yelled, yelled for supplies from the castle soldiers. Bring those hoses! All of those levers! Quickly! By now, the castle was entirely surrounded. Most of the castle was stone, but here in the backyard, there were only reinforced wood fences on either side, and the sound of creaking wood was in everyone's ears. The gloop's armor and weapons thunked loudly against the fence as they pressed and pressed from the outside. From where Joseph was standing, he could see over the fence, he dramatically underestimated the number of gloops. Castle guard reports said that they were just as thick all around the castle. Are we going to be all right? Asked one of the podunk kids, noticing Joseph's concerned look. Um, yeah, of course. Just stay ready, all right? Said Joseph. They're going to breach the fence soon. Be ready to unleash on them with your water cannons, he reminded everyone around him. Eleanor, Selina, Veronica and a group of castle guard soldiers were working frantically to hook up a series of pumps that would pull water right from the ocean at the beach. She got the idea just minutes ago, 
and figured that if, that if they could spray out an endless stream of water onto these gloops, it would give them another solid defensible area. Soon, the hoses were clicked into place and the pumps were turned on. Try it over the fence, yelled Eleanor. A castle guard soldier aimed the hose over the fence as the others pumped water from the ocean. Just as planned, salty ocean water blasted from the hose and over the fence. They could hear the gloops moving and pressing against each other to get out of the way of the water blast, which would melt them. It works, said Eleanor. Just then, the creaking of the wooden fence became a loud crashing and breaking of wood as the fence finally gave out and blasted into the backyard. The weight of the gloops pressing against it finally caused the fence to break apart, and the backyard immediately filled with gloops. Fire! yelled Joseph, and all around him water blasted forth from the kids' water cannons. The kids, standing all around, held fast to their weapons, just like Joseph showed them. In the face of this terrible gloop onslaught, they held their ground. Joseph ran off to their side and unleashed a stream of red-hot flames. The gloops were stunned by the surprise combination of water and fire, but they kept pressing forward, being pushed from behind by hundreds of other gloops. Down at the beach, Eleanor was between two water pump hoses, her hands out in front of her, her fingers stretched wide, and streams of flame rushing from the palms of her hands. The flames were so powerful that gloop soldiers were knocked back before they even got hot. Selina and Veronica stood on either side of Eleanor, aiming the hoses at the endless mass of gloop soldiers and melting them into the ground with the blasts of seawater. So many gloops were washed away by the hoses that their armor and weapons began to pile up. For a moment, the lines held. The stone walls of the castle were holding fast. The assault in the backyard was contained, and the front of the castle was being manned by the castle guard but it didn't take long for the water cannons near Joseph and the castle to run low. Joseph, called out one of the kids. I'm out, I'm out. Joseph, without even turning away from shooting streams of fire, yelled, In the castle, the kitchen, get more water there, quickly. The kids who went to run into the kitchen were halted by a castle guard soldier who was running so fast to the rear of the castle that he skidded on his feet like he was sliding on ice. The soldier yelled out, Joseph, the main doors have been breached. They're coming in through the front. Then it felt like time slowed down for Joseph. He didn't turn to look at the soldier, but he heard him. If the main front door of the castle were knocked in, then the heroes had nowhere to go. Only the beach was behind them. And he thought, of course, the front main door didn't hold. It was wooden, just like the backyard fence. It could only handle so much weight. And the gloops were not just one or a hundred now. They were thousands. In that moment, Joseph knew they had overlooked these things. But more importantly, he considered their options now. They could run back into the castle. With the gloops coming in through the front, they would be forced up into the towers. And with no water to power the water cannons and an endless stream of enemies, they wouldn't last long there. They'd be trapped. Their other option was to the rear, the ocean. And what option was that? 
They couldn't just swim out into the water and get back on land somewhere else. If they went into the water, the gloops would press against the shore in a line longer than they could swim, just waiting for them to return to land. Then, in that second that he was near panic, he noticed the ship. The old ship he and Eleanor used to play on as kids, still moored at the dock near the beach, partially obscured by overgrown palm trees leaning out over it. This boat had been in disrepair for years, and everyone had more or less forgotten about it. No one wanted to get rid of it, though, since it was the boat they used to launch fireworks from during celebrations. They'd float it out away from the castle a bit, launch a fireworks display, and then sail it back to the docks, fearing that it wouldn't last long on the open water. And Joseph knew, if taken out to the open water, it would surely sink. It was a wonder that it was still floating there now, hooked up to the castle beach docks. But he knew it floated a bit, and he saw the pumps they were using to attack the gloops. What if they put those pumps into the bottom of the ship and pumped water out that leaked in? Maybe then they could make it out in that boat. For the first time since the gloops broke into the backyard, Joseph stopped blasting fire. He turned to the soldier and yelled, Rally everyone to the ocean fart! The ocean fart, you see, was the name of the boat. The original name had been washed off the side of the boat over time. A few years ago, Eleanor and Joseph were playing in the boat, and they got some paint and decided to paint a new name on the side of the boat. So, obviously, they chose the name Ocean Fart. They painted that name on each side of the boat, and ever since then, it's been the Ocean Fart. The soldier looked out over Joseph's shoulder at the old rickety ship in the distance, floating, or barely floating, as it always had been, he turned and ran through the castle among the mass of fighting and yelled, To the ocean fart! Retreat to the ocean fart! Eleanor noticed the commotion up near the castle. She saw people flood out of the castle and down toward the beach. She knew they couldn't hold the Gloop army back with just these pumps. In fact, the Gloops were slowly progressing, getting closer and closer to Eleanor and her friends and the castle soldiers down by the beach. Eleanor looked up and saw Joseph shoot a thin firebolt that blasted over the ocean fart. The bolt exploded and illuminated the old ship, lighting it up in the darkness. Eleanor knew that was Joseph's way of signaling her. She knew the front of the castle had been breached, and they needed to retreat to the ship. "'We have to get to the ship!' yelled Eleanor, pointing. "'There! Go! Take the pumps! I'll cover you!' Eleanor turned up her flames as the water pumps shut off and were carried over to the antiquated ship. The gloops were getting closer and closer. Joseph used his flames to put a ring around the kids as they rushed and stumbled down the backyard to the beach dock. The castle guard fought valiantly, defending against the horde, giving everyone enough time to reach the boat. And they did. The gloops seemed surprised at their retreat. Everyone clamored onto the ship. The pumps were taken down below to begin pumping leaking water out from the top. Eleanor and Joseph held off the gloops from the deck of the boat as it lurched out into the water next to the castle beach. The wood of the boat creaked, and the pumps sounded splashing water, and Eleanor and Joseph watched the castle begin to fade away, filled with gloops. 
We can't just leave, yelled Joseph. And then quieter, he said to Eleanor, The ship might not even last. Maybe we can make it to a neighboring island, said Eleanor, immediately realizing that the neighboring islands were likely full of gloops as well. The gloops were pressing and pressing into the castle now. And Eleanor realized that the entire gloop army on Wayward Island was right there in front of them. We have to blow them up, she said. And the castle. What? said Joseph. Blow up the castle? But as he said it, he knew it was the only way. They either blow it up full of gloops, or they try and float away, never to return. Still, it wasn't so easy to blow up this castle, so full of history and memories and everything they owned. A member of the castle guard standing nearby remarked, You can't blow it up, not Wayward Castle. Veronica and Selina moved closer to Eleanor's side, putting their hands on her shoulder to comfort her. Joseph turned and began counting heads of all the kids he was keeping track of, making sure everyone was safe. And then they looked at each other, and, like so many times before, they were both thinking the same thing. This time they suddenly realized that the most important things were right there in the boat with them. The people they loved and trusted and depended on and cared for. Yeah, if we go back now we can get them all said Joseph. It's our only chance. Then Joseph stood forward away from other people and placed his hands down to his side. His fingers spread out and he bent down at the knees and he jumped up into the air and kept going and going and going into the air above the boat. I knew it, he yelled down to Eleanor. I could feel it when we ramped those gloops earlier. We can fly. Joseph whooshed forward toward the castle, his eyes red, hot, and his fists glowing with flames. Eleanor followed suit and lifted off the deck of the ship, power coursing through her body so intensely that her hair turned to flames. The two heirs to the kingdom flew back to the castle. The gloop soldiers tried to shoot them down with arrows, but the heroes were much too fast. Joseph and Eleanor circled above the castle and bombarded it with fireballs so devastating that the towers began to fall almost immediately. Massive balls of fire, bigger than horses, pound the castle from their hands. Stone and wood blasted in every direction, ripping through the gloop army. Joseph and Eleanor didn't stop for a second, knowing that they couldn't give their enemy any chance at escape. Finally, they flew near each other and placed their hands above them. They began to create a massive fireball that in seconds was bigger than the ship they were just on. Combining all their strength, they launched this epic fireball down upon the castle, and the explosion was so loud and bright that those looking on from the ocean fart had to turn their heads. The gloops and the castle were completely destroyed. All that remained were puddles of gloop goo and the flaming wreckage of a once magnificent castle. The ocean fart floated slowly back to the dock 
everyone on board cheering at the epic display of destruction and heroism. Eleanor and Joseph flew a couple laps around the destruction, making sure there weren't any straggling gloops that survived. Selina and Veronica rushed off the dock and up near the rubble. They hugged Eleanor. You did it, they said. Veronica, through tears, replied, We did it. The kids on the boat instinctively rushed to Joseph, and before he could count their heads, hollered out, Don't worry, we're all here. They all hugged, and Joseph counted anyway, just in case. The end. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed the Kingdom Defenders series. I know I did, and I'm really excited to get started on the next one. If you have any questions or would like to share a drawing, just shoot me an email at kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.